Now I will say words. Let's start the podcast. <laughs> say the words! Welcome to Primary Attribute. We're an actual play RPG podcast, and we're currently playing Castles and Crusades. My name is Ian. I use they, them pronouns, and I'm the GM. Hey, my name's Adam. Uh, my character's name is Vons. We are both using he, him pronouns. I'm Erin. I play Erisene. I use she or they pronouns, and Erisene uses she or her pronouns. She's a... She's a real piece of work. <laughs> I'm Kelly. I play Wealthy. I'm a wizard halfling. Um, we both use she, her pronouns. Wealthy is currently in the middle of a sticky problem with uh, wizard math, which is good for wealthy and bad for me because I suck at math. And I'm Wit. I play Grix, the kobold illusionist and mechanic. Uh, we both go by he/him pronouns, and uh, he is uh, just uh, just so fragile. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who remembers what happened last week? Totally weak. Bam. <laughs> totally a week. I remember because that's my job the party of sentience fought a bevy of face-hugging darkness inducing cave scuttlers everyone got face hugged at least once wealthy was the mvp of the pcs with her quick action and support of everyone vons came through with many health potions despite being half unconscious half the time grix came through with the final kill despite being on death's door for most of the battle and Erisene stabbed some cave scuttlers, ran into a wall to dislodge one, stepped on half-dead Grix, and in the end found some people hiding in the opposite corner of the cave. And I'm back! I'm gonna clap. <laughs> oh no! Did we lose you for a second there? Your timing was actually perfect. You came back right as I finished the summary. Did you leave off with us still kind of covered in slime on the ground? I think Erisene had climbed back I had gone to, went to retrieve my Dirk, and when I got up top, I saw a group of people on the other side. You did? That was kind of the last thing. Erisene, no one else has seen these people yet, I don't think. You're standing on top of a raised area surrounded by gross dead squid things. You have your dagger back, and you see some people. What do you do? What kind of people do they look like? There is four of them, and... One of them is being helped up from the ground. You see one of those creatures that fell on you and attacked you uh, dead on the floor next to said person. What manner of people are these? Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a little hard to see. Two short people, one tall person, and one centauri person. Two Ooh. short people? You're not right next to them, and it's a cave. No, no, no. I'm, I'm taking notes. Okay. <laughs> Yes, two short people, one tall person, and one centaur person. And they're all basically kind of shadowy in the in the caviness, right? Yeah, you can tell that one of them uh, threw up some threw up like a light orb, but honestly, in a cave, the shadows are harsh enough, and it's kind of behind some of them too, which doesn't help anything. So, quick question: I was under the impression that this cavern wasn't big enough to have a corner that we couldn't see into so the only reason well sorry they they are at the entrance from this cavern into another passage 
Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that Sorry, makes sense. it's just kind of also in the bottom corner of the cavern from where you guys came in. So how far away am I from them? 15, 20 feet, maybe. Um, I'm going to hop down on their side and be like, Hail and well met, fellow travelers! <laughs> you get four blank stares because that's what I'm giving my screen right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and one more blank stare from me i'm what am, am i like on the on the cave floor right yeah, now? yeah but you just heard ericene because i imagine ericene seems like someone who projects when speaking yes oh yeah. yeah i was for sure projecting as much as possible can she hear me rolling my eyes from where i'm laying i would like to just like remind everyone in this game both their characters and the GM that I am currently in disguise. So anyone who doesn't know me, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I'm not going to act like Ericene. <laughs> sure, I'm not rolling my eyes any less. You can be in in costume all you like. I mean, I expect it from Bonds. It's justified. You disguised <laughs> yourself as basically just Ericene, but a human, right? And like. Some dirt smudges and stuff. I just disguised myself as like scruffy anonymous adventurer Ericene. And this is the voice that I've chosen. Hell and well met, fellow travelers. <laughs> At some point I'm gonna grill you on how you changed your look besides just changing your text box to say <laughs> anonymous adventurer. <laughs> I told you already! I put makeup on my eyes look a little more sunken. I'm on purpose hiding my ears. I also like kind of darkened the hair uh, that is is visible. So like. Okay. Yeah, you don't look like you. Cool. I look slightly. I look like I have a slightly different complexion. I have like a different sort of shape to my eyes, and I look like I have a different hair color and. You couldn't tell from just looking at me that I have any, like, elven heritage, basically. Cool. How very sneaky. I remembered parts of that, but it's good to have all of it. And I just, I want to, I want to, like, project an air of not happy-go-lucky party Ericene to anyone that I don't know. You're an honest adventurer. You're what happens if you just keep clicking next during character creation? Got it. Basically, yes. <laughs> okay. Is there like a cephalopod uh, that near me that I can just snack on while she's chatting up these folks? <laughs> just just have me a cephalopod snack. Yeah. Little squishy beaky guy. Like maybe maybe regain like a little bit if not hit points then at least maybe some stamina or something just this like, isn't uh, skyrim adam <laughs> what i don't know the difference <laughs> bonds plays a lot of skyrim okay <laughs> <laughs> you can do that as an alchemist you would know that a lot of animals are toxic especially weird ones that live in caves and cast spells and attack you <laughs> Well, toxic is also good. I could certainly use that to my advantage. Maybe I should be like, uh, I don't know, taste testing, harvesting uh, ink sacs. Do they have ink sacs? I'm kind of hoping they have ink sacs. They do not. You don't want to taste. You know what? 
I'm not over there. I'm not getting involved in this one. <laughs> the poison makes them tangy. Wealthy's getting a little bit green. Just just a little green. Ugh. Unless you make a roll, you're basically just picking a frog at random and eating it and seeing if it kills you <laughs> out of all the species of frog in the world. <laughs> I think Vaughn's is smart enough not to do that, but if there's uh, if there's any kind of uh, toxic goodness in these guys, I feel uh, obligated to uh, harvest that shit. Okay, Vaughn's is going to get elbow deep in some animals while we figure out what's happening with totally not Ericene. <laughs> Did we establish a pseudonym for you, or or not? Nah? Great question, bro. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the answer? <laughs> Great question, bro. <laughs> the person at the front of the group, one of the short people, waves to you and says, Helen, well met. Who are you? Uh, we are a group of uh, adventurers, explorers, exploring the caves of our noble guides. <laughs> I think Alara has heard you talking to strangers and has wandered around the corner. <laughs> I don't know what everyone else is doing while well, they overhear this conversation happening basically behind a small wall from them. Grix is probably still a little woozy, even though, you know, I'm, I'm back up to full hit points, but I'm, I, I went through a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Grix is coping with trauma. Yeah, Yeah. so Grix is uh, just kind of, uh, you know, licking his wounds. All right. I'm, uh, Wealthy is just watching Vaughn smell and taste and do whatever it is he's doing. And like I said, turning just a little bit green, just at the idea that she's going to watch Vaughn's eat something gross again. There, there may be a sieve involved. At the same time, fascinated by what I'm seeing happen because alchemy is, is, is interesting, even though it's not my field of study. Perhaps a cheesecloth and a mallet. <laughs> and a uh, and, and there's also um, a little ramekin of, of melted butter involved. Uh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's more than you. Oh, I see the lady over there. Is it just you two? No, there are six in our party. Oh, that's so many. Um. Anyway, hi, I'm Boleswaf, and this is Yarko, Pierre, and Meadow. Ballas. Oh, you're gonna need to. Oh boy. You're yeah, gonna need to uh, spell some names there, buddy. <laughs> one of them has a character that is not used in American English, so this is gonna oh. be real fun. They're going in the chat. God damn yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Only one of them. Our users at home are going to want to break out their non English keyboards. Okay, so we have Boleslav, who is B O L E S L with a line through it aw it's a polish name for those of you playing at home i respect the uh use of alternate of letters with uh additional diacritical marks inside of them you can also just put an l there it's in the chat i'm just spelling it phonetically that works too there's also phonetic spellings for two of them in the chat because i knew i was going to have that problem because i don't know how to read scandinavian lettering so is there a Poland or there was Scandi kind of place in this world? Oh, Poland is not even remotely Scandinavia. I'm, I'm bad at countries. It's about to be a my Crusader Kings 3 game. 
Oh, are you taking over Poland, babe? Soon. Soon. Oh, that's great. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Pretend I said just European, non-standard letters. All right. So you have Boleslav, Yarko, Pierre, and Meadow. Um, Boleslav was pointing over his shoulders at these people, if you had to guess. Also, you're close enough. Uh, Boleslav is a gnome. Cool. Yarko appears to probably be a half-orc, if you had to guess. So Yarko is the tall one. Yeah. Uh, Pierre is also a gnome. And Meadow must be the centaur. By process of elimination, yes. Wow, what a stereotypical centaur name. Meadow's parents just... Never gave them a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Someday you'll unlock their full name, and it's even more stereotypical, he said to her. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I love it. But yeah, uh, upon talking to them, um, they all look a little rough. You know, some tears in the clothes. Kind of grimy, like, they've probably been down here for a while, if you had to guess. Just like, they look like you guys do, in terms of... Something probably happened that they weren't expecting and or wasn't a walk in the park. Or they were just really good at getting caught on every snag between wherever they started from and here. So whatever way they went is probably good and cleared out for us by now then. Probably. Unless they also look out of breath like they just ran away from said problems. No. But Balasov is like, so that's all our names. What's your name? I am Devin. <laughs> <laughs> is that with a B or a B? Uh, I'm Grix. Oh, hello. Wow, there's just a lot of you coming out from behind that corner. All right, hey everybody. <laughs> Guess you said there were six of them. Ooh, and a bug. <laughs> that was an awfully excited, hopeful sound for seeing a giant, rideable stag beetle. It's being ridden. Oh, it is currently being ridden. Ah, oh, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> gonna say it has saddlebags and reins. I think that Fair it's enough. pretty obvious it's not just gonna maul him. <laughs> Wealthy, roll either wisdom or charisma, whichever you feel like. Wisdom or charisma. <laughs> I'm sure they're both great for you. Uh, yeah, they're both pretty much exactly the same. I'll roll charisma. Why the hell not? <laughs> um, I rolled a two, and I have. Two for my level, so that's a four. Big fat four. Alright, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I was not helpful there. So, I imagine y'all kind of gather around, except for maybe Vaughn's, who's like in the background with a small pile of corpses <laughs> cutting into them, and it's gross. Um, yeah, well. Just some soft, wet packing sounds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, nice to meet all of you. Um, I assume the rest of you say your names and the NPCs, so I don't have to go through it all. <laughs> uh-huh. But so, uh, what are you doing down here? Oh well, uh, I'm I'm with uh, city maintenance, and uh, you know we got some uh, got some small minor issues down here that need to be checked out. So I was tagging along with this crew. <clears throat> oh, are you here to look at the power junction box thing? Sure. Which one? I, I ask because it's like right around the corner. Oh. Um, uh, we got a little turned around. But thank you. Uh, around this corner? 
Yes, they lead you to it. It is an extremely short distance away. All right, Basically, thanks. when you go into that little tunnel, I misplaced where you had your fight. Okay. Actually, it's around several tunnel corners, but, you know, it's not too far. And also, you're really loud when you fight. <laughs> but that's okay. Just screams of, it's eating my head, it's eating my head. To be honest, we were just happy someone else is down here. Of course. Yeah, you all doing okay? Have you gotten lost yourselves? Our route of retreat got cut off. By what? Oh, dang. What were you retreating from? Well, it was this big cat thing, had some tentacles, glowed. Ooh, I guess that means we're not going back the way you came. Oh, it's dead now. Uh, oh. The problem is we kind of took down the walls of the hallway on accident. So we're not going back the way you came. You came. Yeah, see previous comment. <laughs> it looks like you're not going back the way you came either. I'm, uh, I'm going to have to write you a ticket for that. <laughs> Someone's got to maintain these tunnels. I mean, with all of you, we might have to be able to move all the rocks. Let me check my character sheet for explosives. <laughs> so you're walking through the cave. You hit another couple of caverns. Um, you're being led, so you don't have to go that far. Wealthy and Grix, roll d6s for me. That would be a three. Two. All right. Also, one more thing. Every single person roll a wisdom check for me. God, not that. Rude. <laughs> God. Hey. Three. Um, 19. 19 here, too. Fuck I yeah. I failed. I, hit a, I, had a no, um, I had a one. Plus two for my thing is three. Seven plus... At least I don't have a negative wisdom. <laughs> seven plus the two. It's a nine. All right. Um, Erosene and Grix. Erosene from being someone who, while not a thief, is familiar with kind of places where things die and stuff it might have. And Grix, who has been down in maintenance tunnels his entire adult life. You just got attacked by a bunch of creatures that could have killed you? There is probably bodies here, and Grix also knows that there are usually shiny things on those bodies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah, we there gotta... are bodies? Well, we gotta we gotta there. search the area. Whenever you got stuff like this, they always make nests. Oh. I'm gently encouraging you to loot the room. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Then we'll, yeah. I'm kind of working on that. You are chopping apart the dead bodies of creatures and squeezing them real good. Yeah, can I do, like, an investigation check or something? There are ten people in this room. I'm not gonna make you roll. So, you all do find... So there's a pool of water kind of on the south end of this room. That was near the little uh, entrance that your new friends came out of. And kind of down behind that, you find a small pile of bones. Okay. There's a bunch of miscellaneous stuff. There is one that is sitting there with what looks like kind of skeletally with like a stick in its hands and it looks like that stick is bent but not broken and this is despite it not having tendons or muscles or anything like that so that's weird so um, and bent then... stick everlasting magic stick hey think of all the sticky goodness Grix, you have low light vision yeah yeah uh you see what looks like the skeletal remains of another body at the bottom of this pool it's like 10 feet down maybe uh, there's another there's no one down there uh, who's, who feels like, uh, going for a swim? Bonds, do you have any more of those, like, 
Oh, sorry. Oops. Um, Vons, have you any more of those? <laughs> have you any more of those absolutely amazing uh, sounding uh, healing potions? Uh, I've got some first aid vials, and I'm pretty sure I'm out of healing potions. Got some poison, though. It's like healing. Green's looking over the pool and just goes, I- I'm pretty sure he's already dead. Like, super dead. I was hoping to get some healing for myself. Ah. That makes I, more sense. I feel about how Grix feels all the time. Rude. If you're really cut up, I've got some mending glue. Could do something, I'm sure. In a pinch, I would let you use that to stabilize someone. Just glue all their wounds shut. What's the problem? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure in the uh, during the fight, I uh, passed wealthy the like half or better of my cure light wounds yes i, I think you ran out i seem yeah, to remember we I, were kind I of counting down because two were used on me oh yeah there we go yeah. or stabilizing uh, one um, and uh, cure light wounds one several several things were used on me i was just hoping to take one before i actually like dove down in there was all i was thinking ah uh, i've i've got some first aid i've got purify food slash drink that's wonderful so if i uh pass out you'll fetch me from the pool (laughs) of underground cave water oh i didn't find anything to give me like underwater breathing or anything or i might have grabbed that too no Uh, i don't need that i just want to make sure that i don't die if i go into the underground cave water (laughs) grix is gonna pick up one of the bones and toss it into the water. It plunks and sinks to the bottom. Okay. All right. Assuming bones sink. Depends on how old they are. This one is an appropriate age. To sink. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's good. That's good. It, it's not acid. It's not scalding. Uh, nothing, nothing popped out to eat the bone. I have Endure Elements, which is protective magic and magical energies... Mer- Merge with the caster's body, providing protection against natural elements. Um, withstand with extreme temperatures such as sub-zero or extremely hot temperatures or other natural effects harmful to a normal person. I would think being underwater would be a natural effect harmful to a normal person, right? I don't think that's meant to cover drowning. <laughs> I don't think so either. I, don't I, was, think... Putting, I was putting it out there, man. No, it's 10 feet. It's, gonna, it's 10 feet. I got it. Grix has got it. Grix does not have it, Ericene will try. Grix doesn't strike me as being somebody particularly buoyant. Yeah, cobalt, cobalt sink like rocks. Are you both going for yeah. this one? Yeah, it's make, we make great divers. Do we have rope? I feel <laughs> just... like maybe we should just take turns. Like, if Ericene can't do it, or if... We could just tie Grix to the end of a rope and pull him up after bubbles just come go. up. Just <laughs> go. You know? I'm gonna dive. I'm gonna take off my uh, like bag uh, and just dive in. I guess. All right. Put your hair dye. It's Point. fine. Do it now. <laughs> you head down there. <laughs> I'm gonna say that there's enough sources of light around that like it's shadowy and it sucks to see down here, but you kind of pretty quickly. I mean, like I saw where I was going. Yeah. You know, no, like... I'm not saying you're going to get lost. I'm just saying, like, what do you find at the bottom? And 
the answer is uh, you see the light glinting off of two objects. One of them is sitting next to the body. The other one is on its hand. Um, I'm just going to take, I'm going to, I'm going to reach for the one that's next to the body first. All right. You pick up a smooth angular object. Does anything else happen? Nope. Okay. Um, then I will try to grab the whatever, without regard to whether it's like still attached to a bone or whatever, I'm going to, you know, reach for whatever's on the hand. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you come, you come away with what looks like a ring and a finger bone. That's cool. I'll go back up to the top. Sweet. Free finger bone. Yes. Uh, you succeed. Do you want me okay, to roll so... anything for that? No. You're going down like 10 feet. <laughs> I don't know. If I, Aaron was going down 10 feet, I would, I would need to do a skill check. <laughs> You're an adventurer. I mean, it would be a fucking yeah. weird-ass skill check, but... A, you're an adventure, and B, there's no great consequence to you failing this beyond you have to try again. <laughs> sure. Fair so we found a bent stick, a smooth object, and a ring. Did. Awesome. Did anyone actually pick up the bent stick? I pick up the bent stick. All right. Uh, the second you pick it up, uh, it snaps back to a straight line. Ooh. Stick stops being so bent? Yeah, like when you were looking at it, you know when you bend a stick and it starts splintering on the outside? but it hasn't actually broken all the way yet. Yeah. It was starting to do that, and then when you pick it up, when it snaps back into place, it doesn't look like that ever happened to it. So it, like, self-heals? As far as you can oh. tell, yes. Oh, you didn't have a better stick than my stick. It, it's a very small stick, I should clarify. Oh. It's, like, the size of a pen. Oh. <laughs> Suddenly a lot less impressive. Yeah. What the fuck is that? It's my lucky stick now. What the fuck is that for? I mean, it's a, it's a self-healing stick. <laughs> Who doesn't need one of those? It also has stuff inscribed on it. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I inspect it. All right. It has stuff inscribed on it. Uh, there is also metal, or metal, good job, um, silver and gold inlays and bands around the outside. Um, the Fancy self-healing stick. The inscriptions are, what languages is Grix now? Grix knows... Common, Draconic, Elven, Dwarf, Gnome, and Orin. Okay, uh, the carvings, the inscriptions on it are in Draconic. Oh, cool. What do they say? <laughs> uh, let's see. <laughs> um, part of it says, in case of emergency, break stick. <laughs> um, <laughs> it didn't seem to work for the dude holding it. Well, he didn't quite get it all the way broken, did he? <laughs> Oh, that's true. It doesn't say bend stick, does it? There's a sequence of stuff around the outside that you recognize as being basically magical runes, although you don't know exactly what they are. If you're inscribing it into something, you're probably enchanting it, which you know already, but um, everyone's enchantments look different, and it takes a while to kind of puzzle out exactly how they sure. did it. There is a word that you don't recognize. Like, it is definitely a word, but it's like a... It's a name or something that you don't recognize, and so you're not quite sure exactly what it is. You said it was in Draconic? Yes. Uh, Ericene reads, can speak and read Draconic, if that makes difference. No, the idea is that it's a... It's a, it's a proper word. It's a proper name that I don't recognize. Yeah, it's a proper noun. Oh, okay. And so you get that it's a label and that it's indicating something, but you're just not sure what. Got it. Also, I'm sorry that I just offered to, like do a thing for Grix 
in a language that is like also a language that Grix can speak and read. Like that was really shitty. And also I'm that I sorry. I speak naturally. Like that's my native yeah, language. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I don't know why the fuck. I just. God, Devin, check your privilege. I'm just an asshole sometimes. <laughs> I can't even say that that was like an Aerosene thing. That was an Aaron thing. That was me. Okay. That was Aaron being an asshole. It's all good. Once I get out and, uh, you know, shake like a dog a little bit, I want to look at whatever this smooth object is. It is a gem. Oh. Ooh, it's a gem. It's a, it's a deep red color. How big is it? However big a gem that's worth the amount, I'm not telling you. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna say it's like an inch around, give or take. Okay. Like on its longest angle. And the rest of you kind of go around scraping stuff up. Grix, when you're finding that bent stick, you also find a bag with some stuff in it. And Ooh, free stuff. Among the bones, too, you find like a couple of old belt pouches and things like that, and you loot through all of them. So you find total uh, six gems, including the one that. We just listed um, for Erosine. When you have a chance, I would also like to have looked at the... The ring. The ring. Uh, also, it's 260 golds in various coins. Yeah, most of it was most of it was platinum from the guy with the stick. And you get the impression about five other people's wallets, basically. Actually, my main impression is that obviously that stick doesn't do jack against these uh, squishy fall-from-the-ceiling guys. Oh, I didn't break it all the way. <laughs> uh, but Erosine, you look at the ring. Well, it's ring-shaped, we know that much. <laughs> it can go around a finger, as I have lately Well, with my... we don't know what kind of ring it is. Well, yes, but I'm sure it true, has. True, true. Sure it looks like true. something. Oh, that's right. But it was around oh. a finger. I pulled it we up know it with came a with finger, a finger. So it's not a kind of ring that doesn't go around some kind of calcifiable bone. <laughs> Looking at it and feeling it, you think it is made of glass. And it is a translucent, uh, deep orange color. Wait, the ring itself? Yes. Or the, uh... Oh, okay. Do I see any, like, runes or anything? No, it's completely smooth. Okay. Um, I'm gonna give it to Wealthy and be like, Wealthy companion. <laughs> I love that my name is an adjective. Uh -huh. It's good. When you have a chance and available magic to do so, uh, perhaps... You could uh, see if there is anything special or interesting about this this ring that I found on the body on the bottom of the pool. Thank you, Devin. I will do that. And I take the ring. Uh, Vons, you you feel an elbow go into your uh, your arm. Into my arm? Well, like against your arm. Ah, which which arm? Your left one. <laughs> ah, my left arm. So there's somebody elbowing me from my left side. Yes, and that person or is green. Or else they're very clumsy. Oh, hey, green. Hey, how's it going? Who says to you in Foxfolk, uh, should we tell Devon that her hair is dripping out, leaking, bleeding? 
Oh no, that's 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 a new look. It's fine. She totally rocks that. Um, uh, okay. I want to make a Giuliani joke here, but I'm trying not to. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate your restraint in all four seasons of our lives. <laughs> I take into account what I'm going to be doing, and although it's not a hundred percent like color fast. It is more of a, like, you know, Gehenna thing that I can, you know, just kind of, like, pat in when I need to. And then rinse out later with water, right? No, I have to, like, wash it out. Yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't all run out. There's just definitely, like, some yeah. some mildly colored, colored drips. Yeah, but it's dark in here. And... I also yeah, take no. that into account, and I, like, you know, wipe my face. Yeah. No, I'm not saying you don't compensate for it. Just saying that Green noticed, but Green also knows what you look like when you're not in this (laughs) getup. Anyway, you feel like you've gathered up everything, including Vaughn's, any and all parts you want to gather. Several beaks and bladders of various toxic natures and maybe some tube feet. Do they have tube feet? You mean like suckers? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, these look a lot like kind of kind of squat round squid, but still with that same squid-like kind of more structure than an octopus. Like a starfish? Yeah, except they have really big bulging eyes. Actually, no, they don't. They have no eyes at all. That's the real problem. <laughs> Their eyes bulge so hard they fell off and got reckoned out. Yeah, they have no eyes or very small ones or something. Um, but yeah, you, you chop some parts. Okay, now you head through. You don't encounter anything on the way. You basically follow the path along, take a left at the only intersection you find, kind of wind through a bunch of smaller stuff, or like kind of just a standard five-foot passage all in a row. And uh, you emerge in a large tunnel that is mostly taken up by a 10-foot in diameter glowing conduit thing. It is the power conduit's Although this one's really just more of a huge thick cable. Uh, But it is like that, except 10 feet across. And you are guided by your friends back to Grix. I think you've seen stuff on this magnitude before. It's not common. So this big cable runs into the side of a large, roughly rectangular, like in a footprint. Um, And then it kind of goes up vertically for a bit and then curves at the top with several indentations and stuff like that. And out of the top of it is sprouting um, a whole bunch of the conduits the size that you're used to seeing. Uh-huh. And for brevity's sake, uh, when you go around, you count eight of them, by which I mean 10. <laughs> okay, so there's 10 regular conduits going into a big semi-domed rectangular thing totally using that counting method next time i misroll a die (laughs) i will know (laughs) and i've kind of seen them before yeah so this is the stuff that goes basically this is this type of infrastructure that feeds the infrastructure that you deal with every day you would know pretty quickly that this especially after examining it because there are signs and stuff um, it's a power distribution unit it is responsible for taking power from the um, the power core of the mountain and distributing it out around the city. Because it turns out running ten foot long, ten foot 
diameter cabling everywhere is not super practical. Yeah. I've seen one of these before. What, uh, you said something's wrong with it? Who are you asking? Didn't one of the four that we bet? Oh, no. Uh, we're just saying that we broke a, a ceiling a little bit away. As far as we know, this thing's fine. Yeah, but you, you asked if I was down here to fix it. You said you do maintenance, and we wouldn't know if this was broken. I mean, we came down here to examine it and figure out how it works a bit, but like... Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. We're, we're not experts. This was basically a field trip. Got it. Okay, misunderstood. Uh, anything you tell us about how it works, though? They all produce notebooks in sync. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Suspicious. Uh, Kelly, by which I mean wealthy. Seeing these notebooks, seeing what they start writing down, when I assume Grix tells them something. Grix, like, ponders for a bit, and then uh, launches into a lecture on uh, <laughs> basic, uh, you know, magical infrastructure. All right, they are eagerly taking notes. Well, this wealthy of the questions they are asking as Grix gives them the lecture lets you know that these are definitely magic users, at least in the same general vein as you. Okay. These are people that were taught magic in a formal setting and are approaching it relatively empirically. Okay. This is interesting to know. They're they're from around here, right? Like do, do you ask? Uh, no, I'm, I mean I'm asking you like do they seem foreign? Yeah, do they seem foreign? Like are these like spies from another uh mountain somewhere? I mean, you live in the last bastion of civilization that anyone knows about. There's not a lot of places for people to sneak in from. Yeah, I'm suspicious. They all seem like locals. Grix is getting paranoid. Too many hits on the head. <laughs> I see how it would feel weird, though. Somebody suddenly taking a very focused interest on the thing that you do on a daily basis. When they're asking questions and stuff, you do also find out that they had definitely been looking around before. Okay. And so they're asking, like, we thought it does does that, does it do that, or is it something else? Like, how does this thing work? The rest of you, I'm going to assume, wander about the room. I catch Erosine's eye, and I and I kind of look at her with with a quizzical expression on my face and look at them and go, and my, my expression says, what the fuck? Um, I'm going to, like, wander <laughs> all, like, around. <laughs> is, how big is the, like, how big is this space, uh, again? The space you're in is at least like 50 feet across. Okay. Like the the big power distribution thing itself is like 25 feet on its short side. Oh, so okay. you can walk around this thing no problem. It's the size of almost like a small cabin or something like that. Okay. And is it making any noise? Like is it making like a humming noise or something? Yeah, it's making kind of a low-key uh, rhythmic thrumming. Um, we're just gonna, like, take a little stroll around, um, and I'm gonna, like, as we're, like, strolling around, I'm gonna, like, kind of, like, look at it. Alright. If there's anything interesting to look at, and I'm assuming that, like, Wealthy's gonna, like, follow me. Yeah, I'm totally following everything. You all wander around, um, you're gonna go counterclockwise around it, because why not? If if I have a chance to see what uh, what these newcomers are writing in their notebooks, I'm gonna you know like very surreptitiously look over their shoulders and uh, check out what they're writing down. Roll a dex check to be sneaky, please. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you have moved silently, so move a move, roll a move silently check. Yeah, it's that's still a dex check. Yeah, it still is, but 
you can add your level. <laughs> and let's see, that's 14. Cool. And I know it's one of your primes. What's the other one? Dex. Oh, sweet. All right. Yeah, you managed to quietly pad behind them. And luckily for you, uh, so the centaur and the half-orc, uh, their notes are too high for you to see easily because they're kind of holding them. You know, they have an arm under them, kind of balancing it against their chest while they take notes. Um, but the gnomes you can see, and it is a mixture of basically not quite transcribing, but taking notes on what Grix is saying, um, combined with very elegant in terms of just like they clearly know how to write these, no problem, um, magical equations and things like that. Okay. So what I would expect to see from, from formally trained man magical practitioners. Yes, and they aren't writing on there. And as soon as we learn this, we will destroy the city and everyone in it. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so it sounds like these are students. Yeah. Uh, their questions probably quickly get beyond me. Probably. If they want to talk like theory. If they sense, as they sense, they're kind of getting beyond you theory-wise. So like you, they start asking you more practical stuff like... What do these kinds of things feed to? Like, mm -hmm. have you ever been to that big core thing? Because that seems cool, but also that's real deep in the mountain. Stuff like that. Um, yeah. So they just kind of get to talk and shop with you and chat. And... Okay. Ericene and Wealthy, you were wandering around. I, like, sort of, like, point at, I don't know, like, random. And I nod wisely. And just, like, with my, like, lower, like, with my, like, lowered voice, uh, I say, like, once we're out of earshot, there's something wrong, friend wealthy. I just don't know what these people are doing. I mean, you know, um, I I saw I copped a look at the gnome at the gnomes, um, and their their uh, notes, and you know, like like I recognize the style, so I think they've been formally trained, but I don't know what they're doing down here. I mean, all of all of our magical training, as far as the infrastructure of the of the city is very theoretical and there was there were no practical labs so i don't know what they're doing here they're getting their own practical lab don't you but there's nothing there there's nothing in their notes that indicates that they're doing any that they're doing anything untoward you know they're they're not going to ha, 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 blow up the city or anything so you know i don't have any reason to be suspicious of them but i'm suspicious of them Perhaps they're doing the same thing that our uh, dear friend in the other room, who we wanted to avoid, was doing. <laughs> There's that. Perhaps they're doing research for their own, uh, still operation. They seem like your kind of people. Maybe you could make friends. Oh, you're asking a lot. <laughs> I'm not asking. I'm not asking anything. <laughs> Merely stating a fact. You could very easily become friends with these people. Very easily. Yeah, I'll go. I, I you know, making friends is not my go, my first go-to. But you make a solid um, argument. I will try and talk to them and figure out what's going on. All right. Hey, Vons, what have you been doing this whole time? I'm with the group. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess. Uh... <laughs> Scratching my head and wondering. <laughs> Vaughn's is not uh, of the of the standard magic variety, right? Like where where these guys and wealthier doing this from uh, an academic perspective. Vaughn's mostly just like squirts magic into things and sees what happens. And even on a theory level, they're physicists and you're a chemist. Like there's overlap for sure, but wealthy is a physicist. 
you're a chemist. I'm a union, uh, you know, plumber, expert, contractor. Grix is an engineer or a mechanic. But and Aracene is HR! <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, as much as I appreciate all the magic-y-do stuff that's going on here, I, I pull most of my chemical stuff from organic stuff that's happening around more than machiny bob stuff. You also don't have to stand there and listen to Grix's lecture if you wanted to wander off or talk to someone else <laughs> or stand on your head. Like <laughs> So far wandering sounds a little bit dangerous in this uh in this particular environment. It's true. You haven't seen Ericene and Wealthy for like an entire minute. Something might have happened to them. And we come back into sight. Where's where's Green and uh, um, Alara? Alara is leaning back against the like. There's some stairs that lead up to a small platform on the side of this thing, with a panel against the actual thing itself that is covered in knobs and dials and stuff. Um, Alara is kind of leaning against the rail as Green looks like she really wants to touch the buttons and levers and dials, <laughs> and is not doing that. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm probably just, like, you know, stealing glances and making faces at green while um, Grix is talking about stuff that just doesn't take Vons' interest. You you clearly catch her trying really hard not to crack up after you're at this for a little bit. Fun. Okay. But, so, Wealthy and Ericene, you wander back, um... So just because I forgot to mention it, Grix, that thing that Green is trying really hard not to touch is the management panel for this unit. I assume at some point you're going to walk away from this particular small square of the space. Um, there is also a readout panel against one of the walls nearby. Um, and what Grix knows is the emergency shutoff, which has been standardized for every single machine in this city. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, uh, don't, don't touch the emergency shutoff. And there's a hallway going north, 10 feet wide, one of the nice structured ones. There's kind of a smell coming from it. It's super great. Friend Grix, is there any particular reason we should not press the emergency shutoff? Well, this place runs on magic, and you don't want the magic to stop running. And why, though? <laughs> Lights, air, uh, the power that keeps the place floating... Yeah, let's try not to crash the mountain. But this is just one. <laughs> right. There's some fucking deep cover bullshit. <laughs> I appreciate it very much. Just don't. Just don't. <laughs> just don't do it. Day one. I shall take your advice under advisement. Because I think Bonds is standing nearby. You hear Alara say to Green pretty quietly. Well, now I just want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be the last one out of the room. <laughs> That's fair. But besides the, next to the emergency shutoff, but before the, like, the hallway going north that it's right next to, there is a door uh, that is shut, but like one of the conduits runs through the wall right above it. And Grix, he would know this is this is probably a maintenance access door of some sort. And then, last but not least, there's a couple of small, uh, narrow passages that go off like the southwest end. 
but those are natural caverns, not carved out structured stuff. And this space itself was clearly like the walls that the management panel is on and that some of and around where these conduits are going into them mm-hmm. are like, you know, cut cleanly and vertical and stuff. But there's also walls here that are pretty roughly cut if they're cut at all. Sure. Um, this place was very clear. Like they leveled the floor. They leveled on the walls, the spaces they needed to attach things and left the rest, um, which, you know, is pretty common as you get deeper and deeper. Yeah, totally. Um, I'll just poke my head in the, the door. All right. Oh, also, it's light enough in here that none of you need any sort of help seeing because there's a bunch of glowing magical conduits. Um, but yeah, so Grix, uh, you see the the conduit runs along the wall in here and kind of in the ceiling and along the wall. Um, you'd have to kind of squeeze past it, but it's totally doable, especially for you because you're not very big. Um, but it goes down... Where it goes along the ceiling, um, and you see it, there's like a, it curves out of sight about 30, 40 feet down. I'm wondering what the significance of you telling me about this is not to metagame it. You know, you'll have to find out. I'm just, I'm wondering, does this remind Grix of anything? Is this like, oh, this is a, this is an easy way out. Is this, uh... This leads to wherever this conduit goes to, and that conduit probably goes to a machine, which would certainly be not in the area you were just in. Sure. Because um, there weren't any machines in that cavern network. Ah. So maybe not a way out, but definitely a way to a different place. Sure. Well, I think it's better than moving rocks, so I'm going to I'm gonna halt the group and... Hey, uh, we might want to go this way. There's uh there's some machinery down here and uh we might be able to get back to the rest of the city or or at least find a messenger rat or something. Did the uh the the group that we've just met up with have have they been this way at all? Uh no. Um Boloslav is like Oh no, we we came from the north over there. Points down the really long hallway. You can also see that there's a small intersection along this hallway, but that goes off. Um, Is there any evidence that anybody has been this way in any amount of time? Are you a tracker? What kind of evidence are you looking for here? I'm just kind of hoping that living, uh, ideally humanoid, roughly, uh, or centaurian or whatever, some kind of like intelligent being walked healthily in and out of this area somewhat recently well um without things falling from the ceiling and trying to kill them there's not a great way to determine that (laughs) people didn't go and like you know check your int score here (laughs) like the wall as they walked past dates nobody's left like a soda can or (laughs) for a good time call um, if you look around for stuff like that, I'm going to say that you find, like, a couple of spare tools and some small lengths of, like, rope and kind of sackcloth and stuff like that. And how recent does this stuff look? Not super recent. Uh, okay. You know, it's not, like, rusted and falling apart, but there's dust on it. <sighs> Bonds roll. And you're, you're looking pretty closely. Um, You actually notice that the... Uh, the monitoring panel that's on the wall nearby 
um, someone has, someone clearly like wiped the dust off all the dials with their hand or with a cloth or something. Uh huh. So I would assume that that means that somebody's recently inspected it for something, uh, checking pressures or whatnot. It's always pressure. That's what dials are always about, isn't it? Uh-huh. Of some sort. Uh, right. Uh, yeah, I'll alert Grix to it and uh, ask him if he has any insight. Hey, Grix. Yeah. Mm. Dials. Somebody's been looking at him recently. Mm, yeah. Do, do those dials look okay? I tap the dials. They explode, killing everyone in the room. No. Uh, so... Yeah, you look at the dials. Um, everything looks good. Okay. Uh, you notice that uh, one of the dials, these have like basically metal plates with stuff kind of roughly etched in them. Um, or you notice that one of them has had its label like uh, crossed out. But in the way that you know that you do when you're updating these things, like it's not illegit um, and has a new label on it it's just a it's a machine number it doesn't actually indicate what kind of machine it is and a date that is relatively recent is that the one pointing down the hall uh yeah if you had to guess Hmm. so there's a new machine down this hall huh new machines are cool so you think that this might uh lead to a way out of here uh maybe I mean, we could go back the way we came, but that sounds kind of boring. Yeah, what is what is our goal right now? Or I guess this is Wood asking, what Dude. is our goal right now? Uh, I think at some point it comes up that, at least these fellows you just met, uh, we'd really like your help getting out of here, if that's okay. We, we kind of got outgunned, and we could probably make it out on our own, but we're a little bit nervous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've been in here for like twelve hours. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Hey, do you need do you need food, water? No, no, we're good. We're good for now. I mean, we were gonna run out, but like, we had enough. I've got some starfish monster goo, you know, if you're into that. Uh, Ericene claps uh, Vons on the shoulder and says, "No one wants that, friend Vons." <laughs> <laughs> it's good for you. No, that's that's terrible marketing. <laughs> is it good for you friend Grix it's potentially toxic it's goo to, for you yeah yeah, yeah that's, I caught that I caught that Grix I was making sure I got it pretty sure the skin is safe the half orc is just like I don't think anyone should eat that so I feel like our goal should be to help these guys get out and if we through this new machine I'm sorry I may have missed this so going down toward the new machine is that in the direction of getting out or do we not know Alar and Green kind of talk to each other and double check some stuff with you guys and yeah that would be either this big hallway or the and the big hallway the um the people you met indicate to you that that's where the rock fall was yeah okay. pretty far down there but still um and there was another hallway off of it, but they don't know where it goes. And then both that one and the kind of narrow conduit maintenance one, um, both are running towards 
places you have been before that would take you back towards civilization, for lack of a better word. Yeah, I would assume that, well, if I started running into person-made things, especially uh, anything that's designed for uh, gauging pressures and stuff like that, something that was intended to be checked on a regular basis... I would assume that that's closer to the surface than the cave full of scary starfish monsters. Well, I mean, you haven't changed levels, but you're definitely at least closer to a ladder or something that will get you up towards the surface. Yeah, yeah. I'll say, I think we should go this way. How very interesting. Yeah, lead on, friend Devin. (laughs) So you're going down the... You're going down the new machine conduit maintenance tunnel thing, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, it's a squeeze, especially for those of you who are not small-sized. Oh, so the bug. Is... So meadow and green with Percy. Percy. Yeah, Percy just kind of like flattens down a little bit, <laughs> scuttles along. Percy's very good. <laughs> yeah, he just does like his that. Best. Meadow is clearly not having a great time and is kind of bent at the waist and, you know, soldiering on doing their best but like this is not a space that is really designed for them um they're both too tall and almost too wide but you all go and you make it down the tunnel um it does curve around to the left at like a 45 degree angle and then it straightens out so you're heading basically 90 degrees left from where you started to figure out where that comes out exactly just fyi i've lost all sense of directionality especially since (laughs) the long break oh 100 oh, so. same yeah 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 ian i'm glad that you have this mapped out in some way yeah no i don't expect you all to be following okay. this exactly Good deal. by any no, means i have no idea i mean we we had um little beaky cephalopods nibbling on our noggins i, th- I think that's enough to disorient just about any creature it's true okay so you follow along and you get to another door like the conduit you're following along like goes through a wall and then there's a small carved out space basically if you are facing that wall you just step directly to your left and then there's a door in front of you um to get out so kind of an awkward vestibule thing okay so uh devin you're in front what do you do um i'll open the door or try the door opens a bunch of people look at you. <laughs> Seem rather surprised to see you there. As soon as I see that there are people who are on the other side, um, before anyone can notice what I actually look like, I'm gonna turn away. Like, immediately. Are you just hoping they will approach your back and never, like, question why you're not well, facing I'm them? I'm gonna, like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna turn away and get behind someone else. Oh right, uh, I'm gonna say Grix is falling right behind you. Hey Grix, you're at the front as as Aracy crouches behind me, yeah. <laughs> completely concealing Devin. Yeah. Imagine Aracy kind of you know the Riker sit, but just does that over you. <laughs> and then... uh, in front now. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, hello. There's a human guy, kind of a you know, big belly beard, wearing a big apron thing. Kind of goes, 
Uh, hey. You lost? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yep! I mean, I assume there's a good reason you don't want to go back the way you came. Uh, we can walk you out. Where, where, where are we at? Who are you? Sorry. I'm Grix. I'm good. So bad, should have listened to what? The door! <laughs> Glad we didn't have the camera on. You couldn't see me just smiling. <laughs> so excited. Erisene <laughs> checks for traps. Grix introduces himself to traps. So, you said you're Grix. This guy needs name. His name is Ethan. <laughs> oh, great. We just found a frat party. Yeah, it was a... Hey, uh, I'm Ethan. Um, yeah, uh, this is... Well, Larry, make the magic happen. Uh, here, come on. I can realize you to show you if you're not standing in that doorway. Um, oh my god, there's going to be a pool table. Wait, sorry, sorry, what? what is this? Uh, Grix, you look around as you walk out into the space, I assume, because at this point it would be kind of weird for you to just keep standing in that door as this nice man walks away from you. Sure. Um... Boy, howdy, that's a big still. That's a big several stills. No. Uh, Very neatly organized. Uh, You can see now, like, when you come in, there is a... There's, like, a conduit junction from where this thing is coming out. And it... You can see that, like, it used to turn 90 degrees, but someone has very carefully, like, basically cut the cable and capped it off in that direction. And then it now goes the other direction and wraps around the room. So it's like a, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a, someone has redirected this power, but they've done it correctly, at least at first blush. What do these people look like? They're all twirling their mustaches. Um, no, uh. Well, that's what I'm afraid of. It's kind of a mix of people. Um, got Ethan, got, see a dark-haired halfling woman kind of wandering by, um. You can see a couple more humans, an elf. Like, they're all dressed like you would expect. Basically kind of your standard working class person address, give or take. Several of them are, like, wearing aprons. They're clearly dealing with food or drink or something like that. Um, you also can see there's a open door leading out into another area, and that's where Ethan is guiding you towards. Um, or you see someone... Uh, guy who honestly looks kind of too small for what he's being what he's pushing but he's pushing a cart uh basically full of um you can't actually tell from here but what looks very heavy and is pushing it down um, past the door as you look so i assume that the crew is following along with Grix, although uh erisine might be covering her face or something at this point i don't know really subtly in the ensuing uh, couple of moments between when I turned and when I, you know, exit the door with everyone else, um, I have put my, um, I've like sort of put my cowl up uh, even more, like so it, it's almost more of like a, um, like it's kind of a like across my like nose, so you can kind of only see my eyes. And our 
party has grown to be nine or ten <laughs> strong at this point. Yeah, you're rolling around. Like, I mean, give or take a giant bug. Yeah, rolling around ten people and one giant insect. <laughs> yeah, you only get in some looks as you walk through here. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it kind of sounds, if I'm not mistaken, that uh, fraternity was off. Yeah. Uh, but this does sound very much like a hipster brewery at this point. That would be very much the vibe you're getting. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I I know that the twirling mustaches thing was a uh, was um, facetious, but uh... there's at least one finely shaped mustache that turns <laughs> up at the end. <laughs> right. There we go. A lot of a uh, lot of black rimmed glasses and uh, stocking caps and plaid. Yeah. Um. Okay. I'm not sure how much plaid there is in this world, but all of it's here. Yeah, you're guided out. Uh, guess you go to the door that's kind of on the opposite side, on the opposite wall from where you came in. Unless you all want to like break off and run away or something. Um, I'm assuming you're following the way you were being guided unless you tell me you want to do something else. I'm definitely in a observational state right now, but uh, this place, it, from the sound of it, doesn't sound hostile. No. Everybody here would be... Uh, in sort of a bar scene anyway, so they're probably in a friendly mood, I would imagine. As I'm walking through, I would like to see if I recognize anyone. You let me roll charisma. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, make a charisma check. Um, that is a exactly a 20. Alrighty. You going through. You, um... You don't recognize any of the workers in this kind of big main okay. distillery brewing room. And you head out into the space beyond it, which is a big, wide, long space. You're kind of coming in it, into it from one of the long sides. Um, you can see there's a number of people around uh, right across from you. There's some stairs that are going down to another level couple of big rooms, uh, one of which you see um, that the guy with the too big cart uh, has a door propped open and is taking it into a, you see it, it's lined with shelves and appears to be some sort of supply room. And there's just other rooms coming off that you don't have a good angle on here right now. Uh, there's a guy striding up to your group. Ethan, who the hell are these guys? What a great <laughs> voice. I love it. It's it's going to be great. I'm going to hit it every time. <laughs> do I recognize this guy? You do. You walked past this guy once. He held the door open for you. That door was the one that went up to Nara's balcony. And he followed you up the stairs then. Uh, yeah, you recognize him from the velvet room. I very much attempt to blend into the background. Roll a, this is basically a deception. Roll a charisma check for me. <gasps> Natural 20! You are so fucking lucky. All right. 25! That's a 25 total! It's also a nat 20. Um, but yeah, okay, so this guy's eyes kind of slide off you. Like, he takes you in, but not in a, like, he's not looking closely at you. He's just looking at the group. Um, so you succeed in blending into the background just fine. 
I imagine Ericene's very good at judging whether she's being noticed or not. Oh, Strikes yeah. Strikes me as a pretty 100%. big socialite skill. <laughs> yes. Ethan's just like, uh, yeah, yeah, they they came in the maintenance store back there? I think they're lost? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're lost. We were down here. Uh, there's some students here, and uh, I was lecturing them on the underworkings of the city. There's a cave-in. Ethan goes, oh, is that what we heard earlier? I mean, it was like the last shift. I just heard about it. The big guy kind of gives you all a look and then just makes a dismissive hand gesture. Uh, oh, yeah. None of us are old enough to be here. We'll just go. Uh, take him out the door that's still under construction. They'll be less likely to explode. Ethan, less. Excuse me? Wait, what? Excuse me? <laughs> Ethan kind of chuckles um, and says, uh, come on this way. And the big guy walks off leads you the functional door is more likely to explode uh leads you to a passageway out it looks like uh you see that a couple of people are working there's like three laborers that are working together on hanging a big metal door um on some hinges that have been driven into the wall here and you see that there's another one that's kind of leaning against the wall you see two people overseeing this activity one of whom has a clipboard and appears to be taking notes and like kind of scrawling some magical looking stuff out in various spots in chalk and like taking kind of a like a long straight stick and clearly like measuring angles. Um, you describe them as two people. Should I assume that we don't recognize them based on that or wait for it? <laughs> <laughs> and as you are walking to go through this door. Who should turn towards you to see your group coming but Nara? And that's where we're in the session. Primary Attribute has been imagined and brought to life by the people you've heard. For more information about the podcast, check out our website, primaryattribute.com. Questions, comments, feedback? Email us at letters at primaryattribute.com. If you would like to follow us on social media, you can find us at facebook.com slash primary attribute pod or on twitter at prime attribute or at primary attribute.tumblr.com for every one of our dank memes castles and crusades is published by troll lord games our theme music was composed by aaron thanks aaron our logo was designed by adam great job adam editing this week was by wit thanks wit we hope you listen again next time to primary attribute could very easily become friends with these people. Very easily. And then you would have four more friends. <laughs> How wonderful is it to make friends? <laughs> Friend wealthy. You killed Kelly. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>